0: opportunity, I have to give a shout out to thanks to Karen keeper, and Elizabeth for facilitating and and being so supportive with me to get on board to share. And as we were having our little meetings, you know, we were talking about what am I going to share today? Well, I'm just going to be real with you for a few minutes, they've entrusted me to talk to you, going to make you laugh, I'm going to make you I'm going to give you food for thought. And then we're going to have some questions. But it's another opportunity that I have that I can share. And as Elizabeth said, I love speaking to the students, and that is you. So when I was thinking about a title for my little talk, I said, what can I say that's going to bring it home? And I chose The Struggle is Real. And the reason why, because you're struggling, I'm struggling, we're all struggling. So let's talk about how much we're struggling. And it's not to put a damper on it. What we're going to do, we're going to put some laughter to it, and then we're going to talk about what this struggle means. I'll give you an example of of myself, just to share that you know I stopped working back way from BC, March the 12th, and I've been home since then. And I have to say, the first couple of weeks, I just didn't know what on earth was happening. I said, "This is real. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be locked in for a couple of months. This COVID stuff is serious." And I looked around in my house and I said, OK, walls, you belong to me. I belong to you. I looked at my family. I said, we're stuck like Chuck. We're not, go- we're not going anywhere. It's you and it's I. And what are we going to do about it? So then I thought, OK, you're going to have to make the best of what you have and where you are. I love my family. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure everyone that I'm looking at tonight love your family. But after a while, let me tell you, it gets, it gets to you. But then you say to yourself, if I didn't have my family, what would I have? And family is very important, especially at these times, and whatever you call family. And family doesn't need to be that person that has the same bloodline. Family is family, whoever you connect to. And I appreciate my family, and I've appreciated my family more that I've been home than I've ever did before. And you say, well, didn't you love your family? I did, but I've learned so much about my husband that I talked about in Lape Latte last time. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's not even the guy I described on the, and the last one, I'm telling you, we, we're more in love than anything else, let me tell you. So it's it's nice that I've been be able to connect. We take our walks every day and we share things. And we have those conversations that we weren't able to have because we've been so busy. And even with my daughter, you know, we started baking together. And I, you know, I, I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, Betty Crocker better move aside because we're ready for this. And I've been baking with her. We did some banana bread. And it's just been a pleasure to be home. But again, the struggle is real. After all of that, you say, "Well, you can only do so much baking, you can only do so much talking, you can only do so much, so much um, comp- having conversation and, and going for those walks." But I've also started something new for myself, and that's gardening. And I'm looking, and I, you know, see my neighbors, and I look at their yards, and I say, "Wow, everybody has some beautiful flowers." And Miss Molly started gardening, and it's very therapeutic. I didn't realize how gardening, what gardening meant. I would see my dad growing up in his garden and it looked so beautiful. But I said, I don't have the time for that. But I made the time. Went to the Lowe's, went to Lowe's in my mask, and my gloves, got a couple of flowers and I have a beautiful garden. So now I can say, I look at it every morning and I says, COVID, thank you. COVID-19, thank you. This is my COVID garden. So every time I look at it, I says, wow, it's not only just there, but it's blooming. And I says, you know, being home, I've learned so much about myself Because I've been able to reflect. And as I gave you my topic, the struggle is real. But nevertheless, you've got to dance like nobody's watching you. At times, I love my husband. I love my daughter. But there are times that I needed to be by myself. Well, what what does that mean when you're by yourself? It means a lot. It's kind of scary. Because now you're reflecting on who you really are. And there's a quote that says, don't let what you cannot do to interfere with what you can do. And that's John Wooden. And when I read that quote, I remind myself, not because I'm home and the COVID has a shut in, what are some of the things that you've tried? You know, have you learned, have you done anything new? Have you started baking? Have you started reading for those that have not done that? Now, we know Instagram and Facebook has been lit up from the time we got home. Was there a time that you just said, no more phones? no more Instagram, no more Facebook. I just want to be with myself, read a book, just look at myself and and remind yourself how beautiful you are. You know, I looked at the picture that they sent out and I said, wow, I became more beautiful since I've been home from COVID because I'm taking care of myself now. So the things that you weren't able to do, are you doing that? And people often say though, that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why I recommend it daily. When you are in your homes, you've got to motivate yourself, just like we take a bath every day. And for those of you that don't, you may want to start doing that. I mean, if you closed in all day, you want to, you want to do that because bathing allows you to refresh yourself. I have had so many epiphanies since I've been in the shower. I'm singing more and, and just reflecting even by myself in the shower. I mean, it's, it's a nice place to be. And motivation, you, you don't always have to wait for somebody to make you happy you've got to be able to make your own self happen. Now I've heard, we all need to be optimistic and someone figures, who figures that taking a back step, and this was funny, taking a step backward after taking a step forward is not a disaster. It's just like doing the cha-cha-cha. And right now we're doing the cha-cha-cha. You feel like, oh my God, I've taken two steps forward but I feel like I'm going two steps backward. You're not, you're just just figuring things out, doing the cha-cha-cha, if you continue to, to thrive and continue to say, I'm going to be motivated to do more for myself. By the time you get back in the fall and by the time you realize that it's time for you to go back to school to really settle down, you've already thought about so many great things that you could do. A lot of times we're just so stuck in our old ways that we're afraid to explore the new ways. So there's three things that I would like you to think about tonight. Reflect on those things. What brings you joy? Before we got stuck in our homes with the COVID. What were you happy about? What, what, what were you doing? I mean, we've got a couple of couples here. And I mean, I mean, for some of you, I don't know, I spoke to a student and he says, I'm now dating. Well, you know, that virtual dating, some of us are with our little booze and that's great. You know, I have my husband, you may not have yours or you may not have your boyfriend with you, but have you connected is where I'm going. I have connected with so many people since I've been home family members that I wasn't able to connect with. I've got family in Paris, family in London, family all over. I've been able to pick up the phone and just have a conversation, not text, have a conversation, a real conversation. So what are the things that bring me joy? For me, family. The other thing now is gardening and spending more time with my family in terms of what we were doing, baking and having more conversation. Those are the three things that brings me joy. Think about what brings you joy. And again, before you were shut in, what were you happy about? I know right now there's a lot of things happening right now. The COVID-19, the systemic racism, so much is above our heads, so many things are going on, but what makes you happy? It's draining, it's overwhelming, but what are you doing for yourself to keep that smile on your face? And I always tell people, when you smile, guess what, the cheekbones, they're very high. That's why I live up to my name, the Smiley. I'm always smiling. I have all my teeth, so I'm excited about that. So my teeth and my cheekbones, I can't pass that. So when when I think about being happy, it's not just what you see on the outside. I'm happy because I'm happy on the inside. And three things, if, that, if you can reflect on those three things and my faith, I have to say that my faith has also deepened because now I'm reflecting more. Have I been going to church? Yes, online. And I've been exposed to so many other different churches and, and different worships that my even, you know, I'm reading more so, even my faith. So for those that don't have a faith, if you, if you take up yoga, meditation, but you need to be in a happy place. I love sun, and that's why I chose this background today, because every time I look at it, I says, I may not be able to be there, but I imagine what a happy place is. And That's what helped me throughout this time of COVID, bringing me to a happy place. Again, you can get so overwhelmed with so many things happening and also your friendship circle. I've learned a lot since I've been home. Who are your true friends? You know, think about that. Now that your home, has your friends really reached out and said, hey, how are you doing or do you find yourself doing more than that? And I said more than them. Think about your friendship circle. You may have to drop a couple by the time you get back to BC. I don't know, I mean, I'm not gonna get in your business. But the thing is, who are who is your circle? Talk about your family members, you have that circle. But as you think about going back in the fall, that's going, we're going to a norm that no one knows what's gonna happen. I try to think about my life one day at a time. I don't even wanna think about the next couple of weeks because no one knows what's gonna happen. But what I do know, I'm looking forward to the new norm, to the new experiences. I'm going to embrace the challenges because when I receive challenges, when I get challenges in my life, it makes me grow. It helps me to grow and develop as a person. So think about those things. Don't get yourself all caught up in the negative. When you're positive, whatever you think positive and enters into your mind positive, positive things will happen and you can do so much. You know, even with the time that you're at home, you've got to be—you've got to learn to be creative. And I've—I've I've got a couple of things here. Staying positive doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. It means that even on the hard days, you know that there are better days coming. I found this one today, and I said I just going to share it. It says, "Control Alt Delete. Control yourself, alter your thoughts, and delete negativity. Control Alt Delete. Control yourself, alter your thoughts." And delete negativity and there's so much negativity coming in at us at all times and sometimes you've just got to say to yourself you know what not today I am going to sit and I'm going to enjoy nature I'm going to enjoy friendships that are bringing me positive vibes and that's how I'm going to live each day is a blessing let go of all the worries and be grateful for all the positive in life I mean there's so many great things that are around us but we're taking things for granted Take a moment to sometimes just go outside and just look around at the trees, and you'll be amazed. And sometimes in the morning, what I do, I just get up and I'll have my coffee, and I'll stand, I'll sit on my porch, and I'm listening to the birds chirp, and I'm watching them fly. And you'll probably say, well, that's kind of weird, Miss Molly. No, it's not weird. You'll be amazed at the communication that these little birds have and the freedom that they have to fly. And I said, if we would live our lives like that, just not worry, just, just dream and fly. Be, you'd be amazed how much stress would leave your system versus bring it into your system. You have a choice each and every single day. You've got to choose to be, feel, choose, choose to feel blessed, choose to feel grateful, choose to be excited, choose to be thankful, and choose to be happy. No one can decide those for you. That's in your ballpark. That's what you have to choose to do. And train your mind to see the good in everything. Positivity is a choice. The happiness of life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And that's what I've been doing for the last couple of months. Whatever I think of, yes, there are days that Miss Smiley sits, and I'm just like, Are you kidding me already? I mean, I've cleaned so much in my house the times my, my daughter says, Mom, there's no more that there's nothing else to clean. I says, I know, but I need to be happy. And that brings me joy. I love to clean. So get out of my way. And I continue to do that. And you know, you've got to find things that's going to make you happy. No one can make you happy but yourself. So my encouragement to you today, and I have a quote that I, I look every morning. So the quote is someday, everything will make perfect sense. So far for now, laugh at the confusion, smile through the tears, And keep reminding yourself that everything happens for a reason. And that's anonymous. And I have this stuck on my refrigerator that I look at every morning and I say, this too will pass. There's a lot of things that we're going to go through, but this encourages me. And I remind myself that everything happens for a reason. So whatever's happening in your life, don't sit there and say, why me? My grandmother used to say, and I never understood what she meant. She says, why are you acting like you're in a bowl of molasses. And I, I never knew what she meant when I was younger, but molasses is very thick. And if you, it's, it's, very, it's sweet, but it's very thick. And if you get stuck in it, you're going to be stuck for a while. So there are times the Miss Molly has to do the backstroke and pull herself back in. She says, nope, I'm not going to think negative today. I'm, it's going to be positive. I wake up in the morning. I'm able to take a bath by myself. I'm able to clothe myself. I have a roof over my head. There's a meal every day, whether I cook it or not, there's a meal and I'm enjoying my life. And if you don't recognize those things, the simple things, then you're losing the mark. So my encouragement to you today, in spite of everything that's going on, you may lose friends, you may lose family, but you have your faith and you have you as a person that was created by God to be happy. That's what we're here for, to be happy. And as I look at your faces here today, some are smiling, some are looking at me like, yeah, I know, you get it, Miss Molly, you get it. But the struggle is real, let me tell you. And we're going to get through this. We are going to get through this. One of my neighbors said to me, and I'm going to close so you can ask questions. They said, there's two things, because they know my husband and I are very close. They said, after this COVID, we've been watching you every day, they said to us. Either you're going to get a divorce or you're going to end up having another baby. And I said, okay, stay tuned for the next episode. And neither one is going to happen. I'm not about to have another baby. And I'm surely not going to get a divorce because this man takes care of me. So find people in your circle that's going to give you joy, help you to smile, and always affirms your presence. And that's important. And when I see my husband, I appreciate who he is as a young man. And he appreciates who I am as a beautiful Black woman. And it's nice to have your friends around you and family. But again, you've got to also make yourself happy. So I'm hoping that something I said today would encourage you to keep going and don't give up. Don't give up. It's going to be all right. And we're going to get through this.
1: Thank you so much, Miss Smiley. That was awesome. So if you have any comments on what she said, or if you have any questions for her about what she talked about, or questions about anything, now's the time, the floor is yours. Or even just to tell her how awesome she is, that's great too. Come on, give me the questions.
0: And then this question really is walking in nature every day makes a big difference. And our family has been doing those walks except for our brother. And I don't know how to make him he's taken this time to play video games a lot. So I don't know, what should I tell him? This is good for your mental health. How how old is he? 16. <laughs> Sixteen, and he doesn't want to walk. He just he just loves his video games. Yeah, I'm sorry, I know. He just, well, you, just put him, you just put him on blast. Oh, okay. Tell but, us all about your your business. So he just wants to play his video games, and he doesn't want to walk. Can he hear me? No, he walked away. But he, he does away. he does bike in the evenings, but. I think Oh, well, he's doing the nature thing. He may not be walking, but he's biking. Yeah. So that also helps with his mental health because he's getting outdoors. So give him credit for at least biking. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one day will And him. maybe one day you'll get a bike and you'll join him. Oh, yeah. When the there school- you go. <laughs> that was great, though. Continue to enjoy your family were you always this positive or was it like a skill you had to develop throughout the rest of your life? Wow, Casey, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. I was always that little girl because they tell me now when I was even a little girl, I remember the times I was uh, when I grew up in England and um, I was always that one in the, the yard to be the mediator when the kids were fighting. And since then to this day, I've always been that way. And I'm like that in my family, anything that, you know, I I don't like confrontations and I don't like negativity. So I'm always that one to to put the bridge, you know, close the the gap in the bridge, because I love to see people smiling. And I believe, and I've been told many times that that's the gift that God has given me. And I really do it well, because when I'm happy on the inside, like we were sharing earlier today uh, with Karen, that it's Oh, somebody else was saying, it was not Karen that said it, that it's contagious. A smile is contagious. I mean, that would, that will heal any cancer. I mean, when somebody just sees a smile, it just takes away all the doubt and the fear. So I continue to smile. And then I use that joke behind it. I love to brush. Even before we started this, um, this call, I was upstairs brushing the teeth. So I just, because I love to smile. You know, so I've always been that happy person. There are days that I, you would not, you may not have seen me on campus, not happy, but I have those days. But then when I find myself going, you know, being sad or or there's a negativity that's coming, I I change it immediately because I don't like to be in that place of not being happy. But I've always been this way. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Miss
1: Smiley. I love you. (laughs)
0: I love you back I love you even more
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I have also been um walking and mourning with my mom and um it has helped our relationship a lot like we didn't have much uh before the pandemic but I'm learning
0: like as you were saying like your husband you're learning more that you didn't know I feel like it's the same thing with my mom because um, as a single parent, she's not always as ho- at home. So now she's like working from home and like it's an opportunity to like get to know each other in a different way and it has been awesome. You're yeah, welcome. thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah. welcome. It's so good. <laughs> Take advantage of that and especially that time with your mom. And like I said, I believe that once we get through this pandemic, it's gonna be incredible and remarkable to see So many family members have reconnected because they were able to get together, not not even physically, but virtually. And a lot of families, you know, even my family, I was on a Zoom call with my my family in London, and there were still a lot of them left there. We were able to see each other. So you keep that connection and that love. And again, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I was at work because we're so busy. So now I have the time to reconnect and rekindle. And again, you know, the romance in my, my family with my husband, and I'm not, y'all don't take it to another level. I just mean that, you know, the relationship is, is is really nice. And it's going to be hard when we return because everyone's going to be in masks. I've already bought my designer ones. When I say designer ones, they're different colors, different shapes. And, and I'm looking forward to that. I says, you know, I'm going to come back sexy. And, you know, I say September, slender September. So I have to come back looking hot. For September, so I've got all the masks ready every one day for the each week. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing all the fancy masks when we return. I may not know who you are, so you're going to have to tell me who you are because when you have the mask, you don't know. So make sure you don't give me that you know BC look away. It's going to be even worse now we have on the mask. But I want you to say hi to me when you see me on campus.
1: I'm tempted to come with
0: a cardboard cutout of my face just to <laughs> let people know what I look like. <laughs> I know, I see the new ones now that they have the mask and then they have the mouthpiece that you can actually see it clear for those that, you know, that are impaired, which are pretty cool. So that's, I'm looking forward to seeing all the, the really nice masks that we are going to be creative with. Miss Smiley. Yes. Hi, I'm Eileen. Oh. Thank you so much for your talk. I really appreciated it. You're very welcome. So earlier today, I was talking with one of my friends from college, and we graduated from BC a couple years ago, and she has a coworker who is just like very negative mm-hmm. about everything. And I can relate, like, I've definitely met people who are just very negative. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you deal with that as a positive person? A person that is very negative? Yes. Well, first of all, they will not be in my circle. I disconnect myself from anybody that has nothing to share with me. That's going to help me to grow or to help me to smile because negativity is also contagious. So if there's anyone that you, you know, your friends and you're finding, and then I said that earlier, if there's anyone that you have around you, that's every time they open their mouth, it's all negative. That may be the time to say, you know what? Our friendship has to end here because you're not helping me and I can't help you. Or the flip side to it is you can, say to them, why are you always, why do you always have something negative to say? Because a lot of times it's it's no fault of theirs. That could be their upbringing. Maybe that's what they heard in the past. So that's all they know. So no discredit to them. You can probably just ask the question. So why are you always negative? Let's talk about it. And you may even learn something from that person. And you know, you're not just going to drop them like a hot potato right away. I always like to find out from someone What is the motive behind that? Why are they thinking this way? And for those that haven't taken the psychology classes, it's important to know the way people think and asking a question. And if you can't get any further from that, by asking that question and they're still continuing, then that would be the time to say, you know what? I don't need this in my life. Does that help? That's great. Yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. And good luck if you're going to try to do it. Hi, Ms. Smiley. How are you? Nice to see you. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you. So
1: many of us on the call are, um, you know, going back to BC, but some of us have
0: also graduated from college and we're going on to our new jobs or grad schools. Um, What advice do you have for many of us who are starting a new chapter in our chapter in our lives to create new relationships and new friendships and social connections with other people um, when everything is being done so virtually? Um, Even in
1: jobs, how can we connect with our, you know, new mentors, um, professors? What kind of advice do you have for us?
0: Great question. And congratulations to everyone that is on this call that is going to start their new life. We're going to miss you. We are really going to miss you. But now you have to go on to the second phase in your life. So, my suggestion to you is, now that you're going into a new phase, a new chapter, if you will, everything that BC has taught you, think, go, reflect back. Now, again, when I said earlier, this is the time that we have to take to reflect. Reflect on those times that you were at BC and what it took for you to get yourself out there. You had to advocate for yourself. And even though we're going virtually, because even now, I, I had to step out on faith and, and meet a lot of people and do it virtually i was on a conference call the other day with um a, a bunch of women from the academia women of color from the academia and i said should i go i don't know anybody i'm not sure but i said, wait a minute this is an opportunity for me for me to meet so many other women that i've never met in my entire life not only that we're doing it virtually and if I was at BC or working, I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to do so. So I'm putting myself out there, finding opportunities that I can meet people. And whether it's virtual or not, you're telling that person or the group that you're entering that you're willing to put yourself out there. Because starting a new job, you cannot be an introvert, if you will. You need to be an extrovert. Because in order whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. So as you're starting your new phase, you say to yourself, okay, am I going to expect people to come to me? And is that how I'm going to start my journey? Or no, I just had four years of Boston College and I knew what I had to do. I had to I had to stand up doors and I had to touch, knock on those professors' doors and I had to advocate myself because I was paying tuition. Well, it's the same thing now. You're not paying tuition, but that's your job. And whatever you want out of that job, you've got to go after it. And not only that, your employee is going to see that you're very... You're a person that is willing to do over and above, not just in the work that you're doing, but your personality. Because I always say your, your first impression is always your last impression. And if you put yourself out there, it will be amazing the amount of people that you're going to have in your circle. So don't be afraid, virtual or no virtual. This is the next phase in your life. This is not the time to shut down. This is the time for you to open up more and say, whatever I see and whatever I can do to connect, that's what I, I'm going to do. Because you've got to also remember Tough times don't last. Tough people do. So what I'm saying is, all of this pandemic and all this stuff we're going through—it's temporary. So this is the time for you to get set yourself up. And when we get through this, you're ready to go. So I admire—I admire that you're here tonight and, and listening. But I also encourage you to put yourself out there and advocate for yourself. BC has given you enough skills. You've had enough mentors to set you up to go out and set the world aflame. Let's do this. Go BC Eagles, let's do this. Thanks, Miss Smiley. very welcome.
1: Hi, Ms. Smiley. Hi, um, Thomas. As somebody from the other end of the spectrum, um, I have actually a follow-up question for that, somebody coming into BC, but um, that's, that's great advice uh, for me too, that I, I need to really be an extrovert to uh, take advantage of new opportunities at BC. But I have a question for you. You mentioned how this is definitely gonna pass. These hard hard times don't last forever. Um, I love that quote: "Tough people do." But things are eventually going to get busy again. This slowdown is not going to last forever, especially as we're we're going to campus in the fall. Uh, what do you think we can we can take from this experience back to our busy lives again? Like, what are you looking forward to in the the new normal, so to speak?
0: Mm, that's a great question. And for someone that's going to be entering. You see, that's why, you're, that's why they looked at your application. That's why you're with us, my friend. That was a great question. So, congratulations to you. Y'all better give a shout out to our new freshman. Awesome stuff. Awesome. So, Thomas, the, my advice to you is yes, the pace is really fast right now, but right now we're in a space where we're slow, we have slowed down quite a bit. Take that same momentum into the fall. It was a busy life before we even left. Everybody was in the rush, everybody was in the know. We never had time to talk to our friends because we're so busy, blah, blah, blah. Now that you have the time to reflect and take your time one day at a time, Europe, Europeans, you look at their lifestyle. They were not in any rush. I remember when I visited back home a couple of years back and because I've been in America for so long, I've adapted the, the speed, the, the very fast pace life. And I went to visit and my girls and I were okay, we got to get up a certain time. We've got to go do this. We've got to do that. And my cousin looked at me and was like, you've really become an American. We're not doing this on vacation. You're going to relax. And it took some time for me to relax because we as Americans, we're always on the go. So now that you're home, taking it easy, reflecting, and you know everything is going well, try to transition back or try to, as you're coming in as a freshman, Take that with you and say, you know what? No, I'm going to reflect. I'm going to continue to reflect. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to think about things because a lot of times when you're so much into in the rush, you don't have time to really think about what you really want to do. So take this moment now to reflect on what you're doing and what you want to do later on and take it with you. That fast pacing, I you know what bothers me to my pet peeve is to see students Rush into their little class with their, with their plates in their hands because they can't take time to sit down and, and, and just eat a nice meal. For those of you that, oh, I got to get to class. I got to eat. Take your time. It's okay. You know, take your time. So I think we've got to get in the notion of just taking our time. It's just too much. And that's why we become so overwhelmed. And if the four months that you've been home that it didn't slow you down, then something is wrong. Something is definitely wrong, so I'm hoping, and that's what I'm looking forward to when I return all that fast pace that I had, sitting back a little bit and saying, "No, Yvonne, you don't need to do all that. Take your time, reflect, sit i when I was at work, there were days that I would come home and didn't even realize I didn't eat, and I felt sick, and I was like, Why am I feeling this way? And then my husband would say, "Did you have lunch today? I said, "No, I had a cup of coffee and ate that I was still. I would go to the microwave, you can ask my staff, I would go to the microwave and continuously heat it and reheat it. And that's what I would do continuously. And then I would get home and like, wait a minute, I didn't eat because I didn't have time to just stop, have a nice lunch and reflect. When I return, I'm going to make sure I take that time, whether it's a half an hour, 45 minutes to take a walk or reflect and have lunch. Because now I realize that I wasn't doing justice to my body, neither my mental status, because I was on the go. So going back, I have a new look at life and I'm going to take it easy. And I'm getting older too, so I need to take it easy.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, And your positivity is truly contagious. Thank you for sharing your gift.
0: Thank you. And that quote, tough times don't last, people do. That was, I learned that when I traveled to Jamaica with Father Michael. And that's what they told us in one of the presentations and I will never forget it. And that was, that was about what, seven years ago. And I'll never forget that quote. Tough times don't laugh, but tough people do. So I got that from Geneva. Could you tell us some, I guess, tips for making time to reflect? Because I decided somewhere around sophomore year, okay, I'll have a time before I sleep to kind of slow down, reflect, and pray. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes just three days of missing it, and I'm right back where I started, and the habit is gone. So I guess tips on how to build that habit and build that space in your schedule. That's a great question, Joy. So that takes a lot of discipline, and it's hard because the you know life just takes you away from the things you really want to do. And what I do in, in terms of you know making sure that I read, I my bedtime is at ten thirty. I like to because I'm consistent. I, if I say I'm going to bed ten thirty, it is ten thirty. So before that time I try to wind down and I listen to my music and then I'm reflecting and doing my own prayer. So again, it's that discipline, put an alarm in your, your, um, your phone and it pops up, it pops up for me now my daily devotion. So I would see it and say, okay, it's time to wind down. My Fitbit also reminds me it's time to wind down. So there's little devices that I also use to, to remind myself it's time to wind down because it's important that when you're you're reflecting and you know, meditating if you can do it daily you'll be amazed how your body feels starting from your mental status all the way down your body just feels more rejuvenated and your mind so I would really you know suggest that you either have something remind you or you know at night you have something there at your bedside and saying okay when you look at it you know okay it's time for me to do my meditation but that's what's helping me through these days as well i make sure that i'm reading my scripture and if i'm not reading i'm listening to a song that's going to soothe my mind because now that i'm home i have more meetings than anything else and it becomes overwhelming at times so at the end of the day i make sure i'm listening to some jazz without the words music is very therapeutic and i don't want any words to you know confuse my mind i just want to hear the instrumentals and then that soothes that soothes me I take my shower and I'm off to bed. So dis- it takes discipline, but, you know, try those little things and see if they work for you. It was a great question. There.
1: All right. Well, I think that is a good place to end for the night. We are so grateful for all of you for coming out. And we are so grateful for Miss Miley for spending her night with us. See you all at the next Summer Series event.
0: All right. Thank you all for listening to me tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you all being there tonight. I appreciate every last one of you. And I'm hoping when we return, I will sometime, whenever it is, I will get to see you on campus. Be safe, take care of yourself, and take care of your family, and love yourself. God bless you.